Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. LMFM Sunday Sport. With thanks to the LMFM app. Download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go. Staying with ladies football, I'm delighted to say I'm joined in studio by Cyber Murray and... Nevo Sullivan, two of the uh, victorious uh, members of the Dunshockland Royal Gales team that won their first ever uh, senior title uh, a little bit earlier this year. And uh, Sive, I guess, um, you know, you lost last year in the final. It's probably felt like it's been a long time coming. You must have been absolutely thrilled to get over the line this year. Oh, yeah, we were delighted. I think last year when we were so close and didn't feel we played that well, that put fire in our bellies to think this year, you know, we can do it. And I think that was the difference this year. We really did believe. And yeah, we did. And did you did you feel like, you know, I know Dunboyne have been so dominant, but even from talking to people at the match, they felt like maybe Dunboyne were having a bit of an off year. We know Vicky wasn't around this time as well. But mm. all that aside, did you feel like this was, you know, this year was, was going to be different? And even, I know it's a, it's a bit of a lazy cliche to say, you know, you need to lose one to win. I don't, I don't buy that for a second, <laughs> but it probably does help in terms of preparing you for, for the, the new year. Yeah, I think definitely this year we were very honest with ourselves and our goal was not just to be in the final, but it was to win. So we had that in our mind all year. And we didn't, you know, our year wasn't that consistent. We weren't that great in the league, but I think we had Dunboyne in the rounds. And when we drew with them that day, we thought, you know, there's no reason to not believe that we can't do that on the day. And I would say that final day was a performance that we knew we were capable of, but we hadn't produced it in any match up till then. But we knew we could and we did on the day, so... And Eve yourself, obviously, you've been you've been probably the centerpiece of that team for for a long number of years. Um, and you certainly turned on the style that day. I think the the point of the game, without embarrassing you too much, probably that one in the first half from the left hand touchline. And you've kicked a few of those over the years for both the club and the county. But for you yourself, you've been on the road for so long. You were away for a year as well, of course, and you came back to great success with Mead. But doing it for for the club must have been extra special, given that that's where you started off. Yeah, um, it's always I think uh, extra special winning with your club and. You know, as I said there, like last year really, really hurt us losing to Des Moines. Um, I think we were probably a little bit inexperienced last year and, you know, having that um, extra year with the girls to realise that we have the talent in the squad. And just, you know, coming back, myself, Neve and Maeve Brown coming back into the squad after finishing with me, like you could see, the girls were just so driven, so motivated. So um, and training was of a high standard. So we knew it was going to be a great year. And I think we just took each game as at a time, you know, we didn't get ahead of ourselves and, as I've said, I think we just produced on the day and we really did and it was a performance we were looking for all year and thankfully we got the Joe Brink up. Yeah, and it was, you know, I guess on the county side of things it was maybe a disappointing year for you given the success you've had in recent times but does that 
does that help you with this, with the club and are the girls delighted to see you coming back into the setup a little bit earlier in the year like she can get straight back in there rather than because there is a bit of a disconnect when you're away with the county all the time it's bound to happen yeah so the last few years obviously like it's been the club split season so we haven't been with the um, the club um, you know when you were county you were county so yeah it was nice to kind of come back in early and get a few uh, weeks together with the girls before the championship kicked off so yeah, look, we were delighted to go back into the club and the girls were, you know, welcoming us back with open arms and uh, just kicked off from there. And in terms of the, you know, the day itself, it was, I mean, we, myself and Jenny were, were doing the commentary that day and there was a breeze with you in the first half and it wasn't it wasn't a hugely significant one and we were questioning at halftime whether it was going to be enough to to get them buying back into it in the second half and I suppose, Sive, you had the, the job of um, picking up mm-hmm. Emma Duggan, right? So, I mean, that wasn't going to be an easy one for you. But did you feel at half time that you had I think it was a 10 point lead at half time something like that mm. but did you feel at half time that you, you had it done I presume you're, you're you're trying to put that to the back of your minds but I wasn't convinced that a 10 point lead was going to be uh, turnaroundable say for the want of a better word with, even with the bit of a breeze that was there what were you thinking yourselves? Um, for us whenever we're playing them blind, I don't think you can ever be too comfortable with the lead we know what they're capable of and that's why they have been so dominant for so long mm. I think in the first half they did have chances but we were very Structured, we were very disciplined, and I think our defense defense snuffed out a lot of their attacks, and our our forwards forwards are really on. So we weren't comfortable at half time until that final whistle blew. We didn't, but when it did happen, we were we were we were surprised that we won by that much in the end. Yeah, and I think there was there was there an early goal in the second half as well, if I remember rightly. Or he certainly he certainly started the second half very quickly and built on that lead. And I think again, myself and Jenny were in commentary, kind of saying. I, I don't think Dunboyne are going to come back from this one but again it, it's probably dangerous to think like that when you're on the pitch Neve, are you are yeah. you just still putting that to the back of your mind ignore the scoreboard as they say yeah and I think you know Shane and, and Jer and Ellie and Irene had us you know we separated into our defence and forwards at half time and you know especially in the forwards we were told you have to keep you know ticking the ball over the bar and that under the bar over the bar whatever even if it goes wide just dead ball all the mm. time and you know, the girls in the back and led by side there were just unbelievable. Like they snuffed out any opportunity. Like the Moyne had to really work for their scores. But I think, you know, in the group game, I think with the Moyne, like we did let them back in. Um, They got their purple patch. So we knew they're always going to get a purple patch. And, you know, we just knew we had to ride out that storm. And I just think everyone just knew that we had more to give. You know, we only probably gave 50% up till halftime. So we knew we could give another 50. And I think we just said no matter what, you know, just keep driving on. And we had the girls coming on off the bench, like here, Gorman coming on, scoring two goals. Um, you know, it was unbelievable. So like we had a great bench there that drove on as well. So, and that's, you know, a sign of a good team when you have a good squad of players. Yeah. You came up against obviously a very strong Kilma Croaks team in Leinster and there was a, a bit of a distraction around that mm. fixture in Eve. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not blaming you for this, to be clear. Uh, yeah, unfortunately I wasn't around for that fixture. But look, you know, Kilmacrode or Croaks are a fantastic team like they have unbelievable players um, you know they're, they're nearly like a county team you know and look the girls did put in a great performance I don't think it was probably our best performance um, at, you know but look it was an experience for a lot of girls our first time playing in Leinster at its senior um, level as well so look we'll be uh, looking ahead for next year maybe you know retain our title and hopefully go on a bit further in Leinster yeah these things always take a bit of time anyway one step at a time getting me out of the way and the next year you can, you can attack Leinster I wanted to talk for a minute because I think when we talk about um, clubs having a bit of success this is when these kind of things always come to the fore and I'm old enough to remember that Dunshocken team from the early 2000s which were backboned by the Keelys um, and obviously after the county final it was a very poignant moment for everybody Maria who we lost last year Dennis who we lost earlier this year tra- tragically um, and I think as much as it was such a celebration for the club, it's it's really important at a time like that to to remember people who 
who have like helped build the club into what it is now. And I know you guys were all very emotional and there were a few tears shed after the game. Just maybe talk to me a little bit about that, Neve, and, and, and what that meant to everyone. Yeah, yeah, the club has been through the mill, to be honest, the last couple of months, um, losing poor Maria and Dennis, you know, so tragically. Um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to play with Maria. Um, I also... Uh, trained under her and you know like she was just football mad absolutely football mad um, she did everything for everyone else you know she was such a kind hearted person and you know to be able to go out and win that that trophy for her like it was absolutely fantastic and um, as well as Dennis there like another stalwart of the club and you know his wife Charlene would have played with us over the years so yeah it was a very moving day and I think Laura Murray summed up in her speech really um, you know and it's you know Actually, Maria's uh, year anniversary this weekend, so it's it's still hard to believe that she's not with us. But look, we know she's always uh, up above looking down on us, and you know she definitely guided us uh, that day against the mine um, to get to to win our first senior title. Yeah, and so it's as I said there, it's <clears throat> I guess always at a time like that when you when you have that sort of success, and this is true of any club, you always remember the people that that aren't around to to enjoy it with you. But it was it was a special day, and that kind of you know I guess added a little bit more emotion to the whole thing but I'm sure you, everyone in the club felt it Yeah I think we all did very emotional and at the end of the day we play football it's about community the people we have around us and I think when you have success like that it is about those who came before you and made the club what you were I feel very privileged to play football and for all the people who made that possible everyone who's been involved with the club so. Yeah absolutely No, well said it was, a, it was a very special day for a number of reasons that afternoon in, in Simonstown Unfortunately for Nafina, it doesn't look like it's uh, going to work out for them today. 52 minutes on the clock, 1-6 to Glanmire, 4 points to Nafina. So Nafina yet to score in the second half and the core champions have a reasonably comfortable lead at this moment in time. Maybe Nafina uh, could do with a goal in the next couple of minutes, but uh, they've about eight minutes or so uh, to turn this one around. We're going to take a very quick commercial break. We'll be back with more from the girls after that. You're welcome back to LMFM Sunday Sport. 1-7 to 5 points is the latest score in that All-Ireland Ladies Football Intermediate Semi-Final down in Cork. So it's uh, Nafina well with a bit of work to do we've got less than five minutes to go on that one so it looks like um, yesterday's game is maybe going to catch up with them a little bit and I suppose as we're on the subject Neve, and we've spoken to you before about this not to not to have you as a spokesperson here but um, this kind of situation we and I, I don't want to spend too long on it because we've it's been talked about a lot during the week but to have Nafina playing in these two games less than 24 hours apart it was what three o'clock yesterday two o'clock today uh We've had you on the show a couple of times over the years talking about this. You had to play two games in one day yeah. a couple of years ago. Um, but I just don't know when this is going to change. We we talk about amalgamation. I'm not convinced that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, what did you make of what of this during the week when you were when you were reading and, and watching? Because you're familiar with a lot of the girls, obviously, and you've been through this yourself. Yeah, just talking to Sean Ennis there, like a very good friend of mine. Uh, it's absolutely madness. Uh, it's crazy. It's like we're taking... You know, uh, one step forward, two jumps back every time with this. You know, um, to have 12 girls playing yesterday in an All-Ireland semi-final and then going out today um, down in Cork. I wouldn't mind. They had to travel three hours last night after their their win um, in the Camogie. Uh, it's just, play, where's player welfare? It's like out the window and, you know, you're, people are looking for responses from the LGFA and Camogie. And like, I don't know, someone needs to stand up here and sort this issue out because, you know, we want to try and encourage two players um, it's an amazing opportunity for girls to rep- represent their club at this level. Like, you know, as you know, we're kind of talking to Sean. You know, these things don't come around often with a club like you know, club all Ireland semi-finals, finals. You know, and they should have been given every chance to prepare properly for these games uh, this weekend, and they weren't. And 
I don't know, it's it's just mind-boggling stuff and it's it's really unfair in the girls. But you know what? They're all legends then in Afina there for just carrying on and getting the job done and you know I know they're losing there but hopefully the legs will pull them through in the last few minutes and might get over the line Yeah and Saiv like myself and Neve would have chatted about this a couple of years ago we had, I think we had you on the week the week before the game yeah. and then the week afterwards After, yeah. uh, to see how it all went for you but but I mean I guess at this stage Saiv like we would have sp- spoken both with Neve and with other people over the years about this and who's to blame is it the Ladies Football Association in the county or nationally is it the Camogie Association I think we're all at the point now where no one cares anymore who's to blame. Just like sort this out because it feels like every time this happened there's a bit of a blame game going on. Uh, we've talked about it off air and I mentioned it on Friday when I was chatting to Jerry Kelly about this. The quote from the LGFA spokesperson during the week in the piece with Gordon Manning where they, they basically said, well, we opted, we asked Nafina which day would they rather play on and they opted for Sunday so we gave them the Sunday. Well, whoop de do Like, you know, big deal. But this is the... When you're getting that kind of response from a governing body, Surely they need to be a little bit more publicly, at least, um, empathetic here, because I just thought that was a terrible, it was a terrible tone about that message, and it really doesn't reflect well on the on the organisation bodies. And they don't, it's not exclusive to the LGFA. We've seen these kind of comments before from both bodies. But as I said, who's to blame anymore? Nobody really cares. Let's just sort this out and try and stop it from happening. Whatever the excuses are, whether it's two week build up needed to an All Ireland final, I just don't know when it's going to end. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely agree with you. I think it's disrespectful to the players and. There's no gal without the players and they should be at the forefront. And we know on our, our own team, we have girls who play camogie and football. And, you know, we're so grateful to them that they go to camogie and they still come to football. So why aren't we not doing everything we can to support them so that they can play both sports? And I asked you when you come in, do you play her, her camogie anymore? And you said, you said, no, is that is that a reason why it was too much of a demand in your time? Uh, yeah, look, I think when you... As you grow up, it's hard to keep on all your sports. I played a lot of sports when I was younger and football's the one that stuck. But I think definitely now I know those girls that sometimes feel like they have to make a decision and how can you blame them? It feels sometimes as though, um, and this is just, you know, how it feels at times in terms of the way things are done. It almost feels like each body is just trying to drive the other one down and hope that like the the Ladies Football Association want to see people playing Camogie just giving it up. Let's make them make the decision because... I'm sure that's not what's happening. I'm sure that's not the case. But they're make it's making life so difficult Neve, for players to to do both. And there are lots of players out there, yourself included, who want to play both sports and want to be able to do it. And in fairness, we look at the men's side of things in, in Mead. And again, I know people will say, well, the Camogie Association and the LGFA are two separate bodies. We understand that. But in the hurling in Mead, it's, it's week on, week off, football hurling. And it works fairly well. Um, and again, we would have spoken about this with, with the bodies from, from me in the past or the ladies football at least and there would have been a bit of cooperation going on there doesn't seem like that always happens but at national level it just it just seems to be well you know very the communication between the two bodies seems to be very kind of terse and it doesn't seem like they're on the best of terms in terms of these kind of issues Yeah and like as I said it's, it's the players that are important here at the end of the day I don't think you know girls should have to choose if they want to play football or camogie they should be allowed to play both and you see the last few years Cork Camogie have been affected Cork footballers have been affected and like it's wrong it's really wrong if these girls want to represent their county at, at you know both coasts they should be allowed to and like I, I, as you said we don't care who sorts it out to someone step up and sort out the issue and you know I know in Mead like we're kind of we're lucky that they have trying come to an agreement and doing every second week and you know the football with the Mead ladies football they in club level they have you know designated a day for the club fixtures you know the Camogie have as well but I think to me Camogie could scrap their honour before they and we'd have even a better fixture set up at club level in Mead like um, but look it's all baby steps in Mead and we're, we're kind of going the right direction in Mead but when it comes to the 
up at a hierarchy and you know um, countrywide like it's not it's not good enough and you know someone needs to step up here and, and really sort this issue out because it's not fair on the girls that are giving up like 100% giving up all their time to play the sports they love and mm. at, the en- at the end of the day I really don't think they should be they should have to choose between either one Have you seen it improve at a local level over recent times or is it or you know you've been playing for whatever mm. I don't know 10 years or so let's say now this state at adult level maybe more but have you seen it improve over that time or is it is it improving but at far too slow a pace? Well, like this year, definitely I I had no clashes with football or Kamoe compared to two years ago. They didn't want you coming on here. Yeah, they probably now. didn't like me giving out or my tweet. And I know Avian Leahy from Navanamani's had the same issue there last year. So like we are, we are in the right step forward. But I think, you know, as I said, like me, Kamoe have their fixtures out, but it's on or before those words should be scrapped. You know, the the lady side, we our games were on every Saturday, every second week. Mm. So then you think in between the Camogie should put theirs on the Saturday. And look, look, I know it comes down to refs, it comes down to pitches, availability, it can be hard. But I think if you got rid of Don or before, then words, you know, and just fix the date and clubs have to play by that date. And tough, if you don't, have, if you're missing players, tough, I'm sorry, that's it. Yeah. Um, but it is, it has improved definitely since two years ago. Um, and I can't, you know, I found this year a lot easier to play club camogie and club football this year but you know um, but as we went to as you saw was Nafine going now into the All-Ireland series like it's been you know every weekend they've been playing two games and it's just absolutely crazy like Yeah and it looks like it's uh, going to catch up with them here it's almost all over while we're into at the 63rd minute of the game so well into added time there and it's 1-7 to Glanmire 6 points to Nafina so it looks like uh, their uh, battle to make it through to two All-Ireland finals uh, well they would have had that problem again in a couple of weeks but I'm sure it's a problem they would have liked to have had if they could have gotten through to the two finals but it looks like they're going to come up just short still into added time there uh, and it's 1-7 to Glanmire 6 points to Nafina we're going to take another quick commercial break back after that You're welcome back to LMFM Sunday Sport it's all over down in Cork and unfortunately for Nafina their bid to make it through to two All-Ireland finals on the same weekend has come up short they've been beaten 1-7 to 6 points by Glanmire and I just wonder if the conversation we had a little bit before the ad break might just uh, gather a little bit more steam now after Nafina lost that game uh, they were leading by two points at half time but they only managed to score two points in the second half and they were beaten by four in the end so in spite of uh, a really brave effort yesterday by Nafina and the Camogie they just couldn't manage it again today and who's to say they wouldn't have uh, lost today regardless of the game yesterday but it certainly uh, didn't help I just wanted to bring something to uh, your attention girls that uh, Anthony Cook, we were chatting about it this off air, who's a good friend of mine and was managing Dunham Ashburn a few years ago when uh, you were beaten by them in the intermediate final. I think it was switched from Beck to if it was a really wet day, moved to Dunshocken. I was chatting to Anthony during the week and I was saying to him that I had had the two E coming in and he was saying to me how he couldn't uh, hold a club in higher regard than Dunham than Dunshocken Royal Gales because of the t-shirts he wore ahead of that intermediate final I know there was one of the Dunmore girls who were going through cancer treatment at the time and there were t-shirts being sold to, to raise money for her and he said all of the Dunshockton team ran out onto the pitch that day with the t-shirts on him and he was really taken aback by it and I know from chatting to him that he still remembers that very very fondly and he went on to win an All-Ireland club with uh, St. Sylvester's but he still remembers that moment as his possibly as he said his favourite his favourite moment in coaching so again we talked about the Keelys earlier on that's that's more of it isn't it Sive that that kind of even though you were running out for a final against the opposition you were still like showing support for one of their players It's a, it was a really incredible gesture to make I wasn't aware of it myself until he told me Yeah I, I think we didn't think twice about it I don't think many teams would think twice about it you know we love football, we're obsessed with football, <laughs> but um, some things are more important and yeah. 
Yeah, it was a really nice touch, and as I said, it's uh, it just shows you the impression it made on him a few years later. He still he still thinks about it. Um, go back to the beginning side of your your career in in football and Camogie, uh, such as it was. You're you're rolling your eyes there as if it was years ago. I'm sure it's not that long ago. But when you look at how far ladies football has come, and I sometimes I kind of feel like it's a little bit almost patronising to talk about this because obviously it's going to progress. But I guess by virtue of the fact that Meath has so much success in the last couple of years, it seems it's really taken off. We see all the young kids around the place and, and everything else wearing the jerseys. But from when you started off to where you, where it is now, the level that it's at in the organisation and everything else, it, do you feel like it's made huge strides? Do you feel like it's still a long way to go? Yeah, I definitely think it has. I think I started playing, came up to the ladies team when I was 17. We were in an intermediate, now we're up in senior. And I think seeing the success that the Meath ladies had, I think knowing that where we have a high standard of football here in Meath and aspiring to that has really pushed us all on. Yeah. And yourself, Neve, do you, do you like do you do you feel when you look at where you're at now versus where you were when you started off playing, would a would a thirteen year old Neve O'Sullivan be surprised at where things are or would she be disappointed that things aren't uh, aren't happening at a faster pace? No, I'd probably uh, be surprised to be honest. Um yeah, like we've had such uh, success with me there the last five years, six years. And, you know, I think the cream on crop on top is definitely winning with my club. Like, but I was saying to a lot of, I was, after we won the club, I was just sitting down and saying like, you know, I'm 33, one of the oldest on the team. And there was girls on team 17, I think like Sarah, uh, Sarah Duffy, Kiva McTighe and Anna Moyles, their first year in senior and they're winning the senior title. Like, um, it just shows you how, Long it can come around, it doesn't come around uh, easily. But um, yeah, I think the football in, in Mead has definitely grown since me ladies' success. Um, but I think in ladies' football in general, like has grown. Like, and I think having the sponsors of like Little and TG Carr behind us has really driven on the sport. And you can see the attendances at the games, even league games now, um, has been unbelievable. And I know even there this year we were playing Galway in uh, in Park Talton, and the crowd at it. Uh, I think. Um, one of the Galway players came up to me afterwards and she's like is this is this a, a, every all your games and I yeah. go yeah this is our sport now and she goes unbelievable and she said even seeing the kids out at half time playing she's like it's fantastic it's a great way to bring the kids to the games as well like so yeah no it's it's growing and I think it's only going to get better like I really do I think it's definitely the ladies side is uh, one of the fastest growing sports in the world and yeah it's only going to get better Here's a cool fact A crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Yeah, and I think uh, I probably hassled you for like a little birthday video or something like <laughs> twice for, for my niece. But like my niece, who is like, what, 10 now? Um, but a couple of years ago wouldn't have wouldn't have really known what football was or ladies mm. football was but then like it's amazing and I don't have any kids of my own but to see young young people and like my niece and nephews it's incredible how quickly they can switch on to something I suppose it took me back to when I was that age and Mead were winning All-Irelands in the late 80s um, but it, it, it can happen very quickly that you suddenly latch on to something like I remember sitting looking at the old me team and like learning looking at the photographs and matching up the names and going who's that who's that who's that and learning about it it can it can get under your skin very very quickly and that's that's you know as I said there my niece just one example of it there's hundreds of kids all over the all over the county who got into it outside the back of Park Talton I think that Galway game it wasn't the warmest day in the world no. and I remember standing on the pitch afterwards interviewing one of you and there was Avi and a few of the other girls were hanging around getting autographs and I like the girls just want to go in now and get out of the cold but that's that's the, the problem you have now you know you're all, you're all like uh, you know celebrities in the county and you can't yeah. go anywhere without being harassed for an autograph uh, and look it is part and parcel of the game and we know that like when we always make sure we give time back to the, the young kids because you know that's you know, ultimately they're the ones that are coming up behind us and they're going to, you know, keep the, the sport going as well. So it's important to give us, give our time back to all them youngsters. And, you know, I was even, uh, my mom was just um, getting her out for, obviously ready for the big day coming up. And, Do you um, want to tell people what the big day is? I don't think we talked about get, that. <laughs> getting married in less than three weeks. So we're all uh, wedding mode in my house. But um, my mom was at the, getting her lovely headpiece um, in Dunshockland and, was the little girl was there and she was drawing loads of pictures or making decorations and uh, her mom was like and who are all these and she's like oh they're the mead ladies and the mother was like what about um, the mead men and she turned around and she goes is there a mead men's team <laughs> so I was like that's just you know it's, when you hear things like that it's quite special Ooh, but not against the lad now they had a great year themselves yeah. but you know it's just amazing what some kids don't yeah. you know and, and that's uh, May Delaney from the Jocelyn and she wouldn't be into sport mm. before you know, me with ladies, you know. Well, I saw something, I saw something similar about, um, about the, the, the women's soccer team. And yeah. I think one of the, I think it was one of the journalists on Twitter and he was talking about how he was bringing his, bringing his young lad to one of the games. And he asked, do Ireland have a men's soccer yeah, team? I saw that. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm sure, I'm not doubting that the, the tweet was genuine. I was like, really, did he say that? But, um, but this is the sort of thing. And it wouldn't be surprising because the, obviously the women's soccer was on prior to place during the summer and the, the World Cup and everything else. So, um, and and that's as it should be. And I suppose the the men have gone through a bit of a lean time as well in recent years, bar the the Talden Cup this year. But like Sive again, you know, you would have seen that yourself. But the the buzz around the place, and again, it's the I know the the can't see can't be thing a few years ago was was one of the the hashtags that was going around. But it it does show, even though that's an easy kind of a throwaway line. But it it really does show, like when you have a team doing well, and when you have players. The other thing, actually, on that accessibility of players any of the games we were covering you could walk onto the pitch afterwards and this is one of the things that I love about the League of Ireland as well actually and the ladies football is you walked onto the pitch after any of the Mead matches Neve, have you got a second Shauna whoever Mary Kate come over quick chat for five minutes whereas sometimes in some other organisations there's a press officer there no 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 he's not the player that's been put forward for interview today it's this fella and that fella it's just a lot more you're all just a lot more accessible and it makes it makes life easier for everybody and it gives the sport that promotion because 
you're seeing the the personality of these players. You're seeing them on the pitch, but you're getting to hear from them afterwards. And that's a huge thing, as well as the marketing that Neve talked about. It all adds up and it all helps. Yeah, definitely. I think we know that playing football is a privilege. And when you see younger kids who are looking up to you, like it's really special. Like I know that I've always looked up to Neve. She was my, my coach first. <laughs> uh, you're delighted now, with that. <laughs> now we play together and I think the recognition, you know, she deserves it so much, how long she's been playing and, you know, for her to play alongside her is, a, is an honour. You know, Thanks, so. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're blushing here, Neve. Um, but it's, it's, it is so true and, you know, everyone needs those kind of players to look up to and, you know, when we were all younger, people of a certain vintage my age would have been running around the garden pretending to be Colm O'Rourke or Bernard Flynn or whoever and it always kind of drips down as, as people get older you have your heroes you want to follow and in terms of Dunshockland and the you know the, the future is there you're not hanging up the boots just yet Neve, are you? Oh God no With the club or with the county or? Uh, well the county are back and obviously I'm in wedding mode at the moment so uh, we we'll, let get... you, we'll let you all have that though yeah. when the wedding is all done and so... dusted and the honeymoon is over will we see you back in Green and Gold uh, or who, who knows who knows yeah, too too busy at the moment thinking about wedding mode, wedding stuff. So we'll see. But look, I'm enjoying the break. Um, I think the body needed a good long rest after the last few years. So, um, but no, I won't be. I'll be definitely uh, out in the black and amber next year. And did you did you feel you talk about a break? Was I won't I won't say a blessing in disguise, but was the year finishing a bit earlier this year? From a psychological point of view, as much as anything else, because you were on the go, people forget that there were there were three intermediate finals in a row. You got over the line in the third one. So five years getting to finals, never mind all the work that went in be- before that. And we, we were all in, in the solstice there a few months ago for the documentary and, and everything that went into that. Uh, and actually, one of the English girls yesterday, her sister was your, yeah, your psychologist. Yeah, yeah, we were chatting to her about that. It's a small world. But the, the number of years you've been on the road... Um, it must have taken its toll, not just from a physical point of view, from mentally as well. And was it was the shorter year this year? It allowed you to focus on the club and everything else. But was it was it a bit of a a bit of a blessing in disguise? As I said, uh, yeah, I know. Obviously, it was disappointing that we didn't get all didn't go all the way with with me to you know to the All Ireland final. Um, but yeah, I think it was a bit of a blessing in disguise. You know, the body could re re energize, uh, recharge and you know be fresh going into the club championship because um, you find now after the last few years we've only had a week or t- 10 days off and we're straight into club and then you got so far in your club and you'd only nearly have a month ba- off and you're back into pre-season for me again so it's been a long road and you know when you're my age you know the body does start to slow down unfortunately so um, yeah so I have to say it was nice having those extra few weeks off before um, going back to club and you know I was very grateful Shane and the management team at club gave me the extra few weeks uh, off before I came back um, so I was very grateful for that and for yourself Sive um, I'm sure the, the wedding is the, the priority at the moment right getting ready for that and mm. everyone will be there from the club to celebrate and it's it's great to have it over around Christmas time as well but are you looking forward to getting back into it next year are you are you kind of enjoying a little bit of downtime presumably you're not you're not back in training just yet you'll have a little bit more of a break before you're back in yeah I think a few of us are in the gym yeah football is intense county is very intense even us at the club we take it very seriously Um. But I know now that we've had that taste, you know, we want to go a step further, maybe be a bit more consistent this year with our performances and yeah, keep going. We don't want to we don't want to have just done it one time and people think that was that was a fluke. We want to, mm. you know, be dominant in Meath. And you're I looking think, you're looking yeah. to, to take over Dunboyne's uh, mantle and, and become a bit of a dominant force in, in Meath. We don't want to give them anything to pin on the dressing room wall, so to speak <laughs> here. But, but I mean, it's only natural when you win one anyway. And I mean, we saw it in Loud there with RD St. Mary's and the men's. They hadn't won it since 95. They won it last year. They won it again this year. So 
it's only natural when you win it once that you want to you want to go again more than with me they want to prove and that was probably very much a motivation factor with the Mead girls as well it was like a lot of people thought the first one was a flash in the pan let's, let's show that it isn't so that's the, the motivation for next year I guess for you guys yeah definitely and we have a lot of talent coming up we have a lot of young girls like we said those three girls their first year at senior and they're starting on the team and we have a lot of girls that we lost to injury last year some of our best players who we know are coming back so yeah we're looking to go again next year even stronger one other thing I want to touch on um, before we wrap up and Eve, the old uh, sticky question of the rules and the I guess the charging is the one that, that always like baffles people and you're probably all sick of talking about it there's so much talk about rule changes in the men's game around kickouts going over the 45 and all that kind of stuff I don't feel like the ladies game has as many problems as the men's does um, maybe just needs a little bit of a tweak is is that contact issue the, the biggest one you'd like to see addressed or are you happy enough with how things are at the moment? No, definitely needs to be addressed. Um, I think even, not in club, we were okay, club more at county level this year. Um, I know in, uh, against Mayo, I got done for charge, don't even know how, because you wouldn't nearly rugby tackled me. Hmm. I was also over social media afterwards and everyone's gone mad. And even I know this year when we were down with um, watching Nafina v. Chemeliers, the amount of times Nafina got pulled up for a charge and like just baffling. Like And I, look, it is hard for any referee to call it. You know, it's a split second, they have to make the decision. But I think some real change has to be brought in about that, you know, especially if the girls aren't even looking, you know, where they're going, they're catching the ball, they turn and they knock into a player. Like how that is charged is absolutely that's the one that's crazy. Like one that sticks out for me, I think it might have been, um, it might have been Neve Neve Gallagher actually out in front of the Hogan stand in the league final against Kerry two years ago now. I guess it would have been, it was a ball played over her head. She was running down the touchline. Mm. So the ball came over her shoulder. She caught it. And as soon as she looked around, the player had had planted herself yeah. in front. As soon as she caught the ball, she was into the player and yeah. the free was given against her. Um, and that can go both ways, meet for or against. But like, it was it was crazy. She could, As you said there, exactly what you said. She, she wasn't watching. Mm. She was watching the ball. There was no way she could avoid the player in front of her. Um, and the free was given against her. Like there is charge, you know, girls would yeah, charge that obviously. they're not trying to step left or right off mm. the the defender or the opposition but then there is other players who genuinely are looking at the ball catch a turn and you know clash into the opposition like that's not a charge in my eyes but I know it's definitely one rule that has been causing a lot of uh, issues this year so hopefully they look into it I'm sure just adding a word or two will definitely you know help that and hopefully you know uh, referees come a bit more consistent with their with their but, call but as that's, well. That's not a new rule though right that's always no, been, that's there. been always but, there, yeah. but there we go I suppose that just shows you the amount of coverage and publicity that ladies football has gotten in the last couple of years because again to go back to my, my friend Anthony who's who's been coaching for years he was kind of laughing about this he says this rule has been around for years and now just because ladies football is getting so much mm. publicity people are all jumping in going ah and he was like people that don't necessarily know what the rule is but I think after a certain period of time he actually would have mentioned Mayo as being one of the architects of like the yeah. they would have Use it, as a, use it as a tactic which, yeah. which you're more than entitled to do but that just kind of shows you why it needs yeah. to be needs to be gotten rid of and obviously like you know at times I think teams used to look at stopping Vicky Wallace just jump, jump at her and you know and, and fall over and then that became the case poor Vicky did get done for a lot of freeze that were in freeze or tra- charging freeze and you know Mayo were like there was a few there this year when we were playing against them just jumping in front of you and you're just saying to the ref but like mm. you know this is they're jumping into my line fair enough if you're running into their line and not trying to sidestep them run, you're going to run through them obviously that's a charge but if you're making an attempt to go side of the player or you're catching it and turning it into player they're not charges so I don't know something has to be done about it because it's it was a big thing this year and it's going to be a, a very important call in a big game and it could cost the team 
uh, you know, an important game and like for for all the wrong reasons. Mm. Is that something you'd like to see changing as well, Sai? Is it something that frustrates you? Yeah, a little. I think if it was just called more consistency, consistently, um, it's frustrating going into game and one ref will call it one way and another ref will call it another way if we could just had some consistency in what the rule is and how it's called. So the, so the rule, as I understand it, is if, if the player who doesn't have the ball has their two feet planted on the ground and you run into them, then they get the free. Is that is that kind of pretty much what it is? Or is there a little bit more nuance to it than, than I'm not seeing? Because that's, that's as I understand it, if they don't try to... If they have their two feet planted on the ground, is that essentially the yeah. most important thing? Yeah. And you run into and them. And it, yeah. Yeah. But like, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, so, it's so what what would you what would you say would be the solution to that then to just to have to give the ball carrier the free in that situation? Yeah, I think so, especially if the the person has planted or has come into the line of the ball carrier, which a lot of people have done this year, and then put their hands out, and then obviously they fall like a sack of spuds to the mm. ground, and they get mm. their free. Whereas I think if if the person in, with the ball is you know making an attempt to sidestep, yeah. I think it shouldn't be. And it, I presume as well. I mean. Anecdotally, referees, coaches, teams will will be aware of certain teams who are maybe using this as a tactic. You'd imagine that if it happens a couple of times in the game early on, that a referee might might cotton onto it and kind of go right. I can see what they're trying to do here. But as you said, it's like it's the consistency of it. So from one game to the next, like what what typically does a referee say if the decision goes the way you're you're not expecting it to go? Do they just quote that rule, or how does it generally work? Yeah, they just make the gesture and that's it. And, you know, we try and be very disciplined, like not giving out to the ref about anything. And you do see some girls, you know, put the shoulder down and mm. it is a charge and you can see that clearly. But as Neve says, if you're catching the ball and you turn and someone's there, how is that your fault? Yeah. And surely it's more dangerous that player coming in who knows what they're doing. So Well, the, the other the other example that I've seen is when a player, I think it was the it was, it was the Dublin-Leinster final last year where one of the Dublin players went out of her way to run into Vicky Wall's path and she nearly got absolutely creased. Like, she, she got a serious hit. She's putting herself in danger for to try and win, to try and win a free. So even from that point of view, it's not it's not ideal. But is that the only thing, Niamh, that, that kind of causes you frustration um, in terms of this, in terms of the rules of the game? Is that the, the main one that you'd like to see change? Is there anything else that there's nothing like the, the, the level of kind of defensiveness, although a lot of people would have said Mead had a defensive setup mm-hmm. when they were winning all Ireland's, but not to the point where, you know, what we see in some of the men's matches mm-hmm. where it's it's horrendous to watch. But is there anything else that you would like to see change or is that No, I think that's the main one. Like, you know, I think a lot this year maybe when Dublin, after the Dublin winning the All-Ireland, they said that, you know, they failed a lot. I don't know. I just think Dublin were very physical this year and, you know, they're a great team in fairness um, and well done to them winning the All-Ireland this year. But uh, yeah, I think the charging rule is, is the most... Um, talking point this year in the in the championship uh, right through from the league to the championship and I definitely think it, it needs to be looked at um, you know as you said like the Dublin girl run into Vicky's bat like someone's going to get seriously injured um, so like and I think as I've said the refs need to be more consistent and you know you can't really ask them because they could move the free up so it's very hard to find out the reason why they call that and yeah like even for instance when I was in in you know, against Mayo and, and I got free against me, like we asked and the ref said, no, you, you charged into her. But mm. it made no sense because I ra- had a path and she came across my path. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's this consistent referee and, and definitely a real change, whatever, how they'll do that, I don't know. Will they do it? Probably not. Well, but I mean, if the, the rate of change in the, the rules in the men's games is to go by, yeah. we're waiting a few years for it to yeah. be put forward and ratified and put through Congress and everything else. So we won't hold our breath. But Let's see what happens. Just very finally, before I let you go then, um, disappointing year for me this year. I'm not going to put you on the spot again and ask you if you're back in the green and gold next year, but 
um, new man in Shane mm-hmm. McCormack it just felt this year I know Davy came in and it didn't work out and then Jenny came in but it was all just a little bit flat this year do you think that might have been the case regardless of who came in because you know obviously there'd been so much success under Raymond and he was going to be a hard act to follow so did you just feel like it was going to be a bit of a flat year regardless or was there anything you could put your finger um, on so why it didn't work out no I don't think we thought it'd be a flat year I think for anyone coming in after the lads it was always going to be a big big tough task to try and get the three in a row um, you know uh, it, look it just didn't work out simple as that um, you know things didn't go our way you know because we didn't have a great league we were still one within one or two points off every team that we played mm. um, and then obviously probably not playing performing well in the league that obviously transpired into the championship and you know when you know when you're winning games it's all fun you know when you're losing things start can, can crack a little bit and just obviously, you know, we weren't used to losing. So it just took a little bit of a change, you know, getting used to And obviously the new management coming in and setting their stamp on the game. So, look, I've met uh, Shane, you know, um, he has great ideas and he's brought in a great management team with him. Um, there's a new girls in, lots of new girls in, um, which is great. Um, you're always going to go through a period of change. And I think this is it for me, ladies. So, look, it's going to be an exciting year. There's definitely young girls coming in. Um mixed with the with the old ones as you'd say and the experienced ones so yeah it's going to be an interesting league and I think this year two go down in the league so it's going to be a really really tough task for us but uh, I know the girls will be relishing the challenge and Tyve you're obviously playing week in week out in the club scene in me are you seeing a, a big kind of um, influx of new young talent into the into the club setup? are you confident that in you know this year and in the years to come that that, that this kind of bit of success that Meath have had will will be built on and it won't just it won't just be a little bit of a, a kind of a say flash in the pan for the sake of not that you can call two All-Irelands a flash in the pan by any means but that there'll be success there and it's going to be sustainable down the line that the, the young players are, are coming through at all, all the clubs Yeah definitely even just from looking at our own club you know it used to be kind of a you'd kind of think, oh, I, I have my place on the team. I'm not really worried about losing it. But this year, no one was safe. Girls have been playing all year. Girls are coming up. So the talent is definitely there and it's coming up. Yeah, so it's the future is bright, you would say, Niamh, then. Because again, I suppose that you never really know when, a, and it just this goes for any sport and for any, for any you know, men's team, women's team, that when there's a group of talented players come through at the one time, um, sometimes it can, it can be a bit of a one-off. But... It, to capitalise on that kind of goodwill and all of the, the stuff we talked about earlier on about kids, you know, you know, drawing pictures of their favourite players or whatever it might be, to, to capitalise on that and, and to build on that goodwill, that's that's the kind of important thing now, I suppose, isn't it, to make sure that there is more success in the future. Yeah, definitely. And as I've said, especially within our own club, club we do have a conveyor belt of uh, girls. You know, I don't, the minors missed out on a minor final this year. I think they got, oh man, he's got a last minute goal against them and our 16s won Division 1, our 14s, they're all competing in finals. So look, we're very lucky in our club. We have loads of young girls uh, coming up and as I've said, like we're, you know, no one's safe, no one's position is safe. So, you know, and that's what you want. You want to see young girls pushing on and I think like the success of me has encouraged young girls and even young boys to join you know, some sort of sport, whether it's Gaelic soccer or swimming or whatever it is, you know, has encouraged kids to uh, get involved in sports. So, yeah, it's only going to get better. And I think success does obviously help with that. Um, so, yeah, I know, I know, uh, Emid, you know, the amount of underage players, I think it's through the roof, like, and it's it's grown each year. So, and then you have new clubs setting up. I think Eastern Gales set up this year, like, and, you know, like they're starting out, but I think their girls won some championship yeah, for the first did, yeah, time. Won a junior so well done to them. Or... Like that's that's unbelievable. So, yeah, like it's uh, it's healthy and I know it's definitely healthy in our club. And, 
you know, uh, next year I'm I'm kind of freaking out now with these ones coming up. They've uh, be running rings around me, but sure, look, we'll get we'll keep going. Absolutely, and very finally, um, Neve, morning of the All Ireland final, morning of the second All Ireland final, and the morning of the wedding. Which do you think you'll be more nervous about? <laughs> you had two already, so do you think you'll be as nervous for the wedding as you were uh, for the All Ireland final? Would you get nervous before those big games? Actually, uh, no, I'd only get nervous. Uh, well, the first time I got nervous was we were heading past the Bran- uh, Blanche exit on on uh, the N three. And Moira was shocked as he was sitting beside me the back of the bus and I was like, oh my God, the traffic. And me and Moira were like, oh my God, we're not going to make the game and we kind of were panicking. And then the squad bikes came and everywhere just opened up like, as I said in the documentary, the Bruce Almighty movie. <laughs> and um, no, but it's fine after we got through there, but it's when you drive under the Cusick stand, the butterflies start to come in the stomach and you're just like, oh my God, I'm really here. So yeah, a um, little bit nervous, but um uh, what morning when I don't know. Um, I think I'll be probably a little bit giddy as well. Um, probably going into the church, I'll probably I'd say be more likely when I start to get nervous. The church should be the wedding equivalent of the whole yeah, band, I think right? so. Yeah, yeah. So look, no, looking forward to it. Um, uh, look, we've been planning um, last year, so look, it's what's exciting. What's name? Paul. Paul. Yeah. Paul. We wish you all the very best of luck with Neve here. Make sure you know you don't take her away from the football too much now but uh, listen honest to God Neve, we wish you all the very best luck thanks so much thanks for coming so much. in today and thanks indeed for all your uh, cooperation over the years anytime I've been on to you to come on and talk about anything you're always more than happy to do so so uh, it's always been great to chat to you thanks a million as well sorry for popping in LMFM Sunday Sport with thanks to the LMFM app download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go